Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, Jessica Holmes, you might know from uh, Royal Canadian Air Force, uh, has uh, written a new book that uh, talks about her own battle with depression. I mean, uh, does so in a somewhat humorous way. But uh, it's an attempt, I think, really to, to raise awareness about the issue and also try to, to break through some of the stigmas around depression. Uh, the book is called Depression, a Comedy, a Tale of Perseverance. Joining us uh, to talk more about the book, our own struggles with depression, and what she hopes people get from all of this. Very pleased to welcome the program, the aforementioned Jessica Holmes. Jessica, great to have you. Welcome to the program. Rob, thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody in Calgary. Well, we appreciate you making some time for us here. So, look, I mean, obviously, this is a serious topic, and this is certainly about your own struggles. I, I think it's it's a book to help others in a way. But tell us a bit more about you know the motivation to to you know share all of this and write this book. Absolutely. So, comedians believe that tragedy plus time equals comedy, and so once I had recovered from depression, um, and I was sort of wondering what can I. What can I do with this negative experience um, that would hopefully turn it into something more positive? And so I wanted to write a funny book because there are so many very downer books about uh, the subject, of course. And when I was down, I wanted to read something that would validate me, but that was more lighthearted, that wouldn't leave me worse off, that would make me feel better in the moment. And uh, so I wanted to write something just light and gentle and silly and uh, hence depression, the comedy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's fascinating because we think of comedians as perpetually happy people. I mean, you know, Robin Williams is maybe the most uh, obvious and, and tragic example of that, where mm-hmm. you, you don't see what's going on. And, and for you, and as you share this story with people, is, is that the reaction you get, the surprise that how, how could you be depressed when you're always smiling and, and making people laugh? Yeah, well, it certainly shocked me because I felt like, well, how can I, how can I still be on stage when I'm clearly um, not feeling very mentally healthy? Um, but the thing is, people, you know, being on stage is such a beautiful experience for for comedians. It's the highlight of our day, and then when you come off stage, you never know what's what could be waiting there. And for us, it's sort of like. You have the highest of highs, and then coming down off of that can be tricky for someone who isn't managing their mental health very well. And so for comedians, our our lifestyle is very stop and go. And then, you know, you might be starring in a show one week, and then you your phone doesn't ring for three weeks or something. So it, for me, coming out of depression, um, I had to talk to my doctor and say, I still want to be a comedian, but how can I be a comedian and have things be more stable? So we came up with just some tricks for mental health that now I put them in place every single day um, because I, I love comedy and I want to keep doing it, but it, it can be a tough business. Yeah. And I, I think it's been about five or six years since you were, were diagnosed, but was there a period leading up to that where 
you were unsure of what was going on or you were in denial about what was going on? What was the acceptance process like? Yeah, I would say I was absolutely in denial. And uh, I, my, I'm so shocked that my husband let me write about this in the book. But he sort of, he let me have full disclosure about um, our relationship and what our marriage went through. And I was incorrectly assuming that it was, I was just unhappy because maybe our marriage wasn't working. And um, finally, we went to see a marriage counselor. And in our first <laughs> session, after asking me just a couple of questions, she was like, I think you're depressed. And I think that might be the problem and not the fact that your husband's shoes are cluttering up the front door. Right. <laughs> so anyhow, it was no one was more relieved than him for me to get the diagnosis. But um, so, yeah, I would say I was in denial. I kept blaming things on either um, the, the people that were closest to me or saying, I think it's just hard being a comedian or, um, you know, maybe I'm just low iron <laughs> or mm-hmm. artists are supposed to be like this. But um, now that I'm out of it and I feel like my my approach to life right now, I'm I'm so grateful and my cup is full and I'm having the most wonderful couple of years. And uh, so now I understand that you can have both. You I, I can be in comedy, but also look after my mental health and be a really stable person. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a lot to balance, and and for a lot of people, it's a lot to balance career, your relationship with your mm-hmm. spouse, your relationship with your kids, uh, in in trying to keep a healthy balance. I mean, you know, for anybody, it's a challenge. Yeah, and you know what? I kind of think when we take on so much today, and then you add social media to that, I think we're trying to be so many different things and to keep up appearances, and sometimes that pressure is too much. And in my case, I felt like. I can't do all of it and therefore I can do none of it. And I just sort of was living defensively. And, you know, if if I wasn't hired to work that day, I would just spend the day on the sofa feeling like, you know, I'm a failure. I, I, I don't even know which path to choose. There's too many, too many things on my plate. Um, And so when I speak with audiences now, I, I say like, look at your life and, and ask yourself, are you balanced? Is this the dream life that you want? And if it isn't, take a look at that. Ask yourself, what areas do I feel like I've taken on too much? And in what areas do I feel like, hey, man, I need to have a better time here? What's it like then looking for for help, not just medical help, but but help from from family, help from friends, seeking advice from people? I mean, is this something that you were comfortable talking about? Were other people comfortable talking about it? Well, comedians are shameless, so I would say we are <laughs> probably um, more comfortable talking about um, our own struggles. But um, I've I've had really great feedback from other people. But I think part of why it's easy for for people to hear about my mental health stories because I do couch it in comedy and I am lighthearted about it. So it's sort of like if I want my kids to eat vegetables and they won't, then I have to sneak some veggies into the cake batter and then they'll eat it. So that's sort of my approach with talking about mental health. Like I truly want talking about mental health to be as easy as talking about brushing your teeth. It's just, it's a part of all of our lives. It's something we should pay attention to. And so I try and serve it up in more of a lighthearted way that, that people can feel comfortable because it is, it can be a scary subject if you um, talk about just the, the gravity of the situation. But for me, enough time has passed that I can look back on it and say, here's what I've learned. And here's a really funny way of me explaining what I learned from all of it. Right. So it's, it's important to find the humor in this. 
Yeah, and you know what? In the moment, I wouldn't tell anyone, hey, you should just laugh it off or you should just have a better attitude. Um, Never. uh, The only thing I say to people who do are suffering with uh, mental health issues is I'm so sorry. I'm sure that must be the hardest thing. And, uh, And that's all people suffering would like to hear they it's the same as if someone broke a leg you wouldn't be like well just take your leg and do this look i can do it with mine (laughs) you'd you'd say more like hey dude i'm so sorry that's that's awful um and then once the person has healed a bit then you you know it's it's up to them to be the first one to sort of joke about it so that's the approach i took i feel like i was ready to look back at um this subject with a comedic lens and uh hopefully that'll help other people to to just feel a bit validated i'm not expecting anyone to start laughing at their own pain it's it's more sort of like look i will be the first one to go out on a limb and sort of overshare and say um here's here's what i learned along the way and here are some of the ridiculously embarrassing things that happened to me along this path and uh, hopefully you can find a bit of validation in that well, you know, it's interesting when you break your leg. I mean, at some point, the doctor can look at the x-ray and say, you know, your leg is healed or mm-hmm. even, you know, we, we did the scan and the cancer's gone. How does it mm-hmm. work with depression? Is it ever really gone? Well, yeah. So um, when you have suffered from depression more than once, even when you're well, you're considered in remission. You're not considered fully cured, uh, quote unquote. And uh, so for me, Um, the Mayo Clinic defines depression as having uh, at least five different symptoms most of the time for more than a couple of days at a time. And there's symptoms like feeling irritable, um, not feeling excited about things that used to make you feel excited. Um, So people can just go on a website and find that at uh, Mayo Clinic. But um, so for me, I, I read that chart every couple of weeks and just make sure that I am not having any of those issues. Um, more than the average person would would have those issues. And so doctors now know more about it, but it's still a bit of a gray area. It's still something that is, you're right, it's not the same as looking at an x-ray and saying, aha, your bone is cured (laughs) or your bone is healed. Um, But I do, I live in a way every single day that um, gives me the best chance for having great mental health for the rest of my life. So for example, my biggest issue when I was depressed was I found it really hard to get off the sofa. I just couldn't get motivated. And then I'd feel down about myself for not getting off the sofa. So it was this weird wheel that kept turning. And uh, my psychiatrist gave me a prescription for a dog, pretty much. She said, you might not get off the sofa for you, but you will get off for a dog that needs to be walked. And uh, so we rescued a mutt and um, lo and behold, first couple days I just went around the block a time or two and then I realized you know she's young she needs a run I started running a little and now most days most days knock on wood I do a 5k with her and so things like that are amazing for your mental health but sometimes it's simpler things sometimes it's just um, reminding yourself to turn off your social media because it has been shown to be pretty damaging for people's self-esteem so um, you know checking it five times an hour for the whole day is of course going to keep you from living your actual life and being in the moment. Um, So mindfulness is another thing where you just, you try and pay attention to what you're doing right now and you're not thinking about the past or worrying about the future. Um, So things like that I wrote about in the book that um, helped me just feel like, wow, I'm so present in my life now.
Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? You, you can, the, the progress is visible. You can look at where you're at now versus where you're at at your lowest point. And I mean, it's pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some people, it won't be that dramatic. For some people, um, they, they might say, oh, I'm in a funk and it just won't go away. Um, and it, it won't look like being stuck on the sofa. It'll look like they're going to work every day, but in, feeling incredible pressure and, you know, being really irritable for other people. Um, they might pull away from family. So it can be subtle um, or it can be, you know, the extreme cases. And um, so, yeah, that's why if if you can check in with yourself and, uh, you know, ask yourself how I'm doing every couple of days. Um, that's, it's just good to be aware of it before, before you get to the awful point that I was in, for example. Well, I mean, it seems like this book, I mean, it's a memoir of sorts, but it's, it seems like it's part of a broader mission that, that a big part of your focus now is on raising awareness and, and tackling stigmas around mental illness. Yeah. And for me, the stigma is a big thing because um, people just give terrible advice around mental health. And I do speak up about mental health a lot. And sometimes people will come and say, well, did you know if you just cut out gluten, like that can cure depression? Or um, did you know if you could just be more grateful? Like, don't you know how good you have it? But the trouble with depression, my psychiatrist explained this to me, she actually drew me a chart, um, is that it's almost like a depressed mind has a sieve in it where only the negative thoughts come through and all of the positive thoughts get stuck somewhere else. So even though at my darkest moment on paper, my life looked amazing. And I think um, anyone might've traded places with me. The trouble was I wasn't experiencing my life. I, I felt so detached from it and I was just trapped in my own little sort of fishbowl of problems um, that I couldn't see how good it is. And, and so absolutely my, my goal is to just kind of keep shouting this from the mountaintop until, um, and as so many other people are, just until some of that misinformation goes away and and until people feel like, um, sure, you know what, one in five of us are going to struggle with mental health at some point in our life. So it's truly nothing to be ashamed of. It's it's so much more common and, and no one is alone in their problems. Yeah, such a great point. Uh, well, the book is called Depression, the Comedy, A Tale of Perseverance. Much more at JessicaHolmes.com. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Oh, thanks a million for having me. I really appreciate you guys looking out for mental health. Thank you. All right. Well, it's certainly an important issue. So there you go. Jessica Holmes, her own unique take on her battle with depression. Depression, the comedy is the book. JessicaHolmes.com. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.